Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to wdev at radiovermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travels. And good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Travels with Charlie, your host, Charlie Papillo. Uh, great to be with you today and great to have you with us today as well here on WDEV. A beautiful ride down uh, the highway. Of course, uh, we had that uh, little merging thing going on. It took a little bit longer, but I was able to take in uh, the beauty of the foliage just around peak and maybe kind of getting uh, a little bit beyond peak. Uh, First off, uh, before we get uh, into introducing our guest today, thanks to our sponsors. As you know, this program would not happen without the support of my sponsors. I want to thank Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, Zero Sort Recycling, helping to keep it out of the landfill, reliable service, competitive pricing, jolly convenience stores, home of the daily smile, hot coffee sandwiches, uh, ice-cold uh, soft drinks, fuel for your car, Fuel for you. And if you're doing some uh, traveling, you know, like I do, Milne Travel American Express, they can help you out. They've been doing it since 1975, com. Coming up on today's program, we're going to take a look at the state of journalism in Vermont, as well as discussing current events with the dean of the Vermont Press Corps, longtime reporter Mike Donahue will be my guest today. But my first guest today, th- this is so much fun. Uh, continuing in our series, Vermont Grown, we uh, focus on Vermont Grown businesses, founder and creator of Cole's Cookie Company, Nicole Citro, in the studio today. Good afternoon, Nicole. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And, man, we go way back. You know, Nicole was a guest on uh, the morning show many, many years. Yeah. Uh, you were a big supporter of the F-35s. Yeah. And you would come in occasionally to uh, to talk about those F-35s and your support for them. And you would always, you knew the graft rules on the old Charlie (laughs) Ernie and Lisa show. That's right. You had to bring something in. And you didn't stop off at a bakery or, you know, a restaurant. Uh, You did baking yourself. That's right. And if I'm not mistaken, the cookie that you used to make was called the crack cookie. That's correct. Which, uh, of course, uh, we had a, a lot of fun with that. <laughs> and it was a delicious cookie. Thank you. And from that, you've kind of, well, you've spun that off now into a... A hobby that's become a business. Yeah. Let's put you on this uh, other microphone over here. Okay. You're sounding a little like you're off in the distance. I want to just make sure. Get on that, that one. better? That's much better. better. Yes, Not yes. There we go. Okay, because people want to hear your melodious voice. Oh, thank you. Yes, and they want to hear about your cookies. <laughs> the cookies. <laughs> so the crack cookie was something that yeah. you created, you yeah. invented, right? Right, yeah. So uh, um, I'm Cole because my niece and my nephews call me Cole, and I made cookies for them all the time. And there was the one time that I made the, the crack cookie, and my seven-year-old nephew went, mm, this is so good, you put crack in it? <laughs> and I'm like... 
you're seven, how do you know about crack? So it stuck. And, you know, there is no crack in the cookie. Salted uh, toffee chocolate chip. That's and this is certainly why we all, you know, we loved you so much because uh, we, we love the political incorrectness, well, you know, of calling a cookie a crack cookie yeah. uh, because you could become uh, addicted to it. Right. And it is a delicious cookie. It's yeah. salted toffee with chocolate chip. Now, I want to remind our listeners today that uh, we've we've got a couple of gift cards that we're going yeah. to give away. Uh, and you're you're mailing these. You're doing mail yes. order now, right? I am. I'm doing shipping along with uh, local pickup so and delivery we'll, in some cases. We will do that in just a moment. Uh, but first, let's get into this because it's been a while since I've had one of these. This will take me back. And it's basically, it's a chocolate chip cookie. That's with a little extra. A little extra. And what is that extra that's in it? The toffee. So Heath bars that are uh, chopped up. That's the toffee. And then a little bit of sea salt. Now, one thing that just seems a little bit different than the cookies that you used to make is that these they're much more uniform looking. I mean, each yeah. one of them and the heft to them. And I'm, yeah. I'll post some pictures on my Facebook page. They're big. Yeah. And they're thick. Right. Yeah. So, so every, how do you do that? Because anytime I've tried to make a cookie, they just flatten out. <laughs> they take out, they take over the whole sheet. Well, there's a couple of tricks to it. So first of all, all my cookies, their base is Kerrygold butter. I swear by Irish salted butter. And uh, some people say, oh, you need to chill it. Some people say you need to melt it. I do a little of it in between. Mm -hmm. So I'll take it out of the refrigerator. I'll put it in the microwave for just a couple minutes to soften it. And then so that way when the cookie bakes, it's not going to spread out too, too much. Gotcha. But once I do bake the cookie and it comes out and it's a little larger, I do this secret called the spin method. So you take out a cereal bowl or something. She's like giving that. away all of her secrets here. This Listen how, up. This is how you can take your <laughs> average cookie up to like another level. But you take out the cereal bowl, put it over the cookie, and spin it. So that way the cookie gets a uniform shape and it plumps it up. They are. They're all uniform. They're nice and plumped up. I'm going to bite right into this right now. The crack cookie. You can't hear it because it's not a crunchy cookie. Oh, man. It's a moist cookie. Just like I remember it. It's delicious. <laughs> May your cookie never crumble. Let yes, your and have you copyrighted that? Not yet. I probably should. Yeah, that was that came from my cousin, my cousin Roland. We had uh, been emailing and he, uh, talking about cookies and stuff, and he signed off with "May your cookie never crumble." And I went, "I'm taking that." That's, That's delicious. That is awesome. Thank yeah, you. I know it's not polite to be eating while you're on the <laughs> air, but. Yeah, you know, I made a career out of this, so yeah. so don't don't give me. You know, by the way, anytime you want to, you have some comments. Uh, cpapilloradio at gmail dot com. Maybe you have an idea for a topic, or maybe you have a a business that you'd like uh, featured here on Travels with Charlie. I'd I'd love to hear from you. My guest this afternoon is Nicole Citro of Cole's Cookie Company, mm -hmm. and this is you're currently in uh, Aviation Delhi, right? If people, yeah. if you're getting on a plane, you know. I was talking with you about this uh, before we went on the air. This is the ultimate snack food. You know, when I'm on the road, yeah. you think about you can't have a slice of pie and drive. No. Uh, you know, even a jelly-filled donut is kind of a no-no, right. unless you don't mind getting it all over your clothing. And muffins are messy. And muffins are messy. Yeah. But cookies are perfect. That's right. And yours are all individually wrapped. Yep. Yep. And um, technically, it's four servings. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, did, I did the nutritional information on it. And I'm like, I really – I'm not going to put that on the package. No. I, think. I don't want somebody to go to eat and go, oh, my God, I can eat, only eat a quarter of this. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to – you know, that's the one thing about, about uh, you know, opening a pint of Ben & Jerry's ice yeah. cream. 
I never read the back. You can't. It ruins it for oh, absolutely. me. I don't want to know how many calories are in there. I know there's a lot. There is. <laughs> and I know that there's more than one serving in there. That's right. In fact, I think there's four. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And I go, really? I'm like, don't judge me. I can eat that whole thing in a sitting. Are you kidding me? Right. No way. Yeah. Absolutely no yeah. way. So what about creating new varieties? Uh, you've gone from doing a basic chocolate chip. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the varieties that you have. The Cinna cookie roll, which is basically... It's a cinnamon roll cinnamon cookie. Roll, it's a cookie, yeah. So that one was um, just after I had launched the, the business back in June. Um, a friend of mine from high school reached out, and he said, you know what would be a good cookie? A cinnamon roll. But he actually wanted me to put a cinnamon roll on a cookie. And I'm like, no, that's not going to work. It's a little bit of a different dough. It's not going to bake right. But I was like, you know, having made cinnamon rolls before, the process of rolling out the dough and yep. adding the cinnamon sugar and everything onto it, I'm like, I bet you I could probably get that. And is that what you do with this? You actually, so you're making like a pinwheel cookie. Yeah. And then put um, the glazing on top, has a little bit of maple syrup in it. And, but yeah, I've been told it's a work of art. I mean, I definitely look at that. It is a work of art. Almost hate to take a bite into it, but I will be here (laughs) coming up in just a moment. How many current varieties? You have a fall variety I have box, a fall right? Sampler, yeah. yeah. So there's the samplers all have six cookies in them. Um, But yeah, I have 11 different flavors right now. So, do you want me to run through them? Please do. Okay, so you have your standard chocolate chip. You've got the uh, crack cookie, of course. You've got the ET, which is a peanut butter cookie with Reese's Pieces. Nice. Uh, the 802, which is the uh, Vermont maple cookie. You've got a birthday cake cookie that has Funfetti in it. Um, and I don't have to cheat and look. <laughs> There's, I'm always forgetting one of them when I go through each one of them. The ET this is cruel. This is like going to the old oh. uh, the Howard Johnson's back in the day yeah. and asking, <laughs> what are all the flavors of ice cream you have? And I'll have vanilla. Yeah. And then you've got the super fudge. Ooh, nice. Uh, which was originally called the Hershey squirt. But yeah. that was a little problematic. <laughs> well, you know, I saw that and I said, Nicole, no. you love pushing the envelope, but I think that's really just, I, said, no, I don't think it's going to do much for sales. No, not at all. No. And, and there was somebody that I was talking to that was helping me build my website. And he was like, you know, for Google searches, you, <laughs> you don't, don't want your do. cookie associated with that. But this is a triple chocolate, actually a quadruple chocolate chocolate, because it's a chocolate cookie with chocolate chips. It's got melted Hershey bar in the middle and then it's got fudge over the top. Beautiful. So, yeah. Now, unlike cooking, you know, I don't consider myself a baker, I, and I don't even consider myself a chef. I consider myself a cook. I like mm-hmm. to fool around, a, you know, saute pan, and yeah. there's there's nothing precise about it. Whatever you throw in, you can just kind of spin it around. Mm-hmm. When it comes to baking, and I've tried this before, it's a science. Yeah, absolutely. And is. now you're doing things. You're not just cooking for your niece and nephew. Yeah. You're cooking for lots of people, exactly. baking for lots of people. Yeah. How do you take that? That uh, recipe that yielded two dozen cookies, yeah. and now it has to yield 12 dozen. Do you... Well, I do make them a dozen at a time. You do? Yeah, I'm not at a point yet where I have one of those monster mixers that I have to... Like, you get. will. At some point, yeah. yes. I'll have to figure that out. But as with everything, I've just figured it out as I went along. But yeah, each each dozen that I make makes... Uh, you know, One batch makes a dozen. So, but yeah, there is so many times where I'm like, I have a concept for a cookie and I'll go in and I'll, you know, put together what I think the ingredients will be. And the outcome is like, I'm like, okay, back to the drawing board. It's like, okay, something that I put in wasn't like the maple cookie. It was like when I was putting the amount of maple syrup that I was putting into the cookie. Too much? The baking soda wasn't reacting because of the acid in the maple syrup. Who would have ever thought? 
So I had to like adjust by love. Yeah, to get so, scientific, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Now I know you had a lot of problems. One of the cookies that you brought in for me today is your apple cookie, the mm-hmm. apple crisp cookie. Yeah. Which I love apple crisp. Yeah. And to take that concept of apple crisp, put it into a cookie. Yeah. Great idea. But I, I noticed so on your Facebook page that um, the squirrels, I think, do you feed the squirrels at your home? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because this one just didn't work out no, uh, right away. No, what happened? A couple of versions of this one went in the garbage can for sure. Um, well, it started out as an apple pie cookie. So it was, you know, the dough with filling in the middle. But that one was one it wasn't solidifying. It wasn't, you know, nice. It wasn't getting to the size that I wanted. It wasn't the heft that I wanted. And then just the production time that it took me to do it. So I'm like, okay, I can't, you know, multiply this by however many dozen I'm going to do. So I'm like, okay, back to the drawing board. We're going to, everybody, if they don't like apple pie, they like apple crisp. Yeah. So let's put this together. And it was the same type of thing, you know, started out with what I thought it was going to be and then found out that the, the cookie wasn't coming together. So had to back off okay too much apple because apple has a lot of moisture in it so cut the amount of apple still a good amount of apple in there but just you know drawing it out and and making sure that it works when everything starts baking together now why did you go towards a more moist cookie versus a drier crisp cookie well i've personally never been a fan of a crisp cookie um, and I don't like cakey cookies. Yeah. So this was, you know, well, it's harking back to days of watching my meme make co- chocolate chip cookies and how she made them, and she always made big, moist cookies. So that's just, you know, part of what I've always known and loved as cookies. So when I decided I'm going to make my own and each one that I put together, I look for the fundamentals of the recipe to make sure that it's going to put together a cookie like I like to have. Nicole Citro is my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Cole's Cookie Company. I'm looking at her T-shirt. Uh, did you design the logo? I did. Yeah. Well, I should have known. You <laughs> a little bit of a control freak. Well, you know, uh, that can be good, I guess. Uh, uh, let's give away uh, in this uh, first segment uh, to the first caller at two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five a gift card for. One of the sampler boxes. A sampler box, and they can yeah. choose either the fall sampler or the yeah. the um, the other the varieties. Sampler, yeah. Now we want to hear from you. I'm not going to just you know first person that calls you know wins it. We want to know what your favorite cookie is. What makes a favorite cookie? Or maybe you have a memory, and I think most people do, as even Nicole just mentioned. You know, her yeah. memory would uh, would make cookies. Yeah. I think we all have that memory. This really is the ultimate comfort food, is yeah. it not? Absolutely. And give me an idea. If there's a cookie that you like to have, I'm always looking for new flavors. So if we're going to do comfort foods, um, you know, maybe a, you know, a mashed potato or a, oh. ma- a macaroni and cheese. There's some, I think, that just need to stay in their lane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not, I've, I've never seen anybody light the lines up like, like you do, Nicole. Uh, we'll uh-huh. go to the phones here in just a moment. We want to get your information first so we can uh, mail the gift card to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell, tell us how that will work now. How are you doing mail order, Nicole? Well, generally, um, go to my website, um, coleskookiecompany.com, and there's either a um, order them local so that you pick them up in either Essex or South Burlington, or there's a ship them. So I will ship just about anywhere. Um, so anybody that is calling in today that may not be in the Burlington area, I will ship them to you. All right. Uh, Stephen, are we ready to take a call? We've got uh, a caller online. That's gonna, Marie is going to join us, and Marie is from Randolph. 
So you can mail her the gift card, right? We'll mail it to you, Marie, and uh, you can uh, you can order I'll mail her the cookies. your choice of the a variety pack or the, the fall sampler pack. Good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie with Nicole Zitro. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Nicole. It's actually Mary, and I'm sitting here. My mouth is watering, so I'm so excited that I'm going to be able to uh, enjoy your cookies. Oh, awesome. And do you have a favorite cookie, Mary? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. I, I probably would have to say a chocolate fudge um, chocolate chip. Well, I think okay. I think uh, Nicole can help you out, right, with the super fudge that she does. <laughs> I think you'll love the super fudge if you like chocolate oh, on good. chocolate. That's great, Nicole. All the best to you and your business Thank too. Thank you. And Mary, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this drunken s'more. You may want to try one of these at some point as well. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's I I will say to friends or family, you know, we're looking at baked goods, and I'll say, this is my crack. <laughs> so it's so funny that you. I mean, I have a sweet tooth or yeah. a couple of sweet teeth. So I'm going to enjoy it. All right, Mary. Thanks for joining us here on Travels with Charlie. Nicole Citro from Cole's Cookie Company, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give away another gift card. We'll find out more about this company. And I'm going to try this drunken s'more. It's a new one for me, and I'm ready to dive in. Stay right here. Travels with Charlie on WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. All right, Nicole, are you ready to play Name That Tune on Travels with Charlie? I can sing it. I don't think I can name it. Well, go ahead and sing it. Get your motor running. <laughs> Born to be wild. Okay. Steppenwolf, John Kay, the great John Kay. Travels with Charlie. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us here. Mike Donahue is going to be joining us in just a moment, a veteran news reporter. We'll get his take on Cole's Cookies. And Nicole Citro joining me in studio today, Cole'sCookiesCompany.com, Cole'sCookieCompany.com. The Drunken S'more. Mm-hmm. Now, you describe this and tell me about it, how this all came about, while I take a bite and try to recover. <laughs> so this is basically a chocolate chip cookie, but then it also has... Um, graham crackers. It has well, uh, golden graham cereal to be exact. It's got marshmallows oh and chocolate on top, and then it's got a nip of Bailey's Irish cream. Oh, I can taste so it. So that makes the drunken part. And it's moist. It is. It is delicious. Absolutely delicious. Thank you. Now, Nicole, one of the things that you do, which is so great, is they're all individually wrapped. Yeah. But and you know this as much as uh, anybody knows. If you've gone to a wedding recently. So many people are doing like some kind of wedding favor, whether it's a, you know, a small bottle of maple syrup or something Mm -hmm. or even a cookie that you're doing. You can wrap it, individually wrap it and personalize it. Yeah, I did a wedding uh, for some friends recently and did a special sticker for them. So it said, you know, Devin and Jeff right on the front of the cookie. 
and the date of the wedding. So it was a you know a party favor, and it was also a keepsake from the wedding. Well, not too much of a keepsake. They, they can keep the wrapper. They can keep the wrapper. Yeah, the cookie uh, needs to go in a week or so. My my <laughs> guess would be that it doesn't make it on the ride home. No, not usually, <laughs> which is a great compliment to me. But yeah, two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. I have another gift card, and we're going to give that one away right now. It, all you have to do is tell us about your favorite cookie or give Nicole an idea. She sure. loves to be challenged. Yeah. Challenge her to make uh, a, a cookie that has never been made before. I don't think a drunken yeah. s'more has ever been made. <laughs> that is a first, and it certainly yeah. is delicious. Thank you. The apple crisp is is absolutely delicious. The, <laughs> you know, I feel like um, you know, there's an Italian word for it. You would know, a gavone. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, yeah, huh? Sure. Yeah, he's getting into everything. Just, why not? Just eating why it, not? eating it, eating it. Got to experience a little bit of everything. The Cinna cookie roll. It's a cinnamon roll cookie. Yeah. And you can even see, if you look on the back side of it, there the is the swirls. You've got the yep. swirl. I got a feeling this one's going to be my favorite this afternoon. This one's a lot of fun to make. I love good. cinnamon, and I love cookies that have frosting on them. And this has got, is that a maple frosting? It's got a tad of maple syrup in it. Not as much as the 802, but it definitely has some maple syrup in it. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. I love this. It's like a cinnamon roll. That is like a cinnamon roll. Yep. You hit it. Thank you. That is really good. That one came together very quickly. It really did? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of trial and error with this. Look at this. You know, usually when I have guests now in the second half, they sit down in the lobby and, you know, you know Mike's sniffing around. <laughs> Mike Donahue's one. We've, we'll have some extras, Mike. Don't worry. Don't worry. Brenda from Richmond joining us on the phone line here on Travels with Charlie. Nicole Citro is going to give you a gift card. Brenda. What's Hi, your f- Charlie. Hi, Br- Nicole. Hi there. Brenda, tell us about your favorite cookie or give Nicole an idea. Well, my favorite cookie of all times is molasses cookies with golden raisins. Oh, that sounds awesome. I just thought ginger snaps. Now, ginger snap yeah. would have to be crispy. That Well, I've, I've had a, uh, you know, one that's not as crispy. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, yeah, it's not a ginger snap if it's moist. Right. Well, you the molasses cookies are usually pretty moist. Yeah. Both the oatmeal raisin and the palm tasket have molasses in them. They do. Too. Yeah. yeah, molasses has a nice uh, flavor to mm-hmm. it. So, Brenda, do you bake at all? I do. I love to bake. And and what, what's your expertise? Is it uh, cakes? Is it pies? Is it cookies? I enjoy making all of the above. (laughs) 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 This time of year, pies. I love the apple pies and the pumpkin pies. And my mother was an excellent pie crust maker, and she taught me well. So, well, Brenda, we're going to send you a gift card, and you can uh, get in touch with Nicole, and she'll mail you a a sampler box. I look forward to it very much. All right, Brenda. Thanks for listening here on uh, Travels with Charlie today. Thank you. So, you know, one of the things that people often find interesting uh, here in the state of Vermont is there were so many businesses such as yours mm-hmm. that started out relatively small and they get bigger. I think of Shauna Litsky. We know Shauna yeah. from Channel 3. She used to be a sports reporter. And she went on making brownies, and then Vermont Brownie Company yep. bought her out. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, they mail all across the country. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about, you know, what's the next step and 
What about some of the hurdles? I mean, you don't just say, I'm going to start a cookie company. There's a lot. <laughs> Into I've it. learned a lot for yeah. sure. I mean, that's just it. It was like one day, okay, let me, I've been hearing for years, oh my God, you should sell these. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll look and see what that, that entails. And, you know, the whole process of, you know, making sure that I was good with the Vermont Department of Health and getting, you know, the inspection done so I could get licensed. Yep. Um, you know, speaking with an attorney to make sure that the business part of it was taken care of. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And these, these are all the things that aren't sexy. Not at all, <laughs> but know? they're necessary. But you got to do yeah. them. Yeah. And then, and so I, you know, kind of the end of June, I put it out there live on Facebook that if you'd like to get some of my cookies, you know, and I started with a simple Google form that someone yeah. could click on and, and send me an order form. And then that got overwhelmed very quickly because, of course, everybody loves cookies. Yeah. So then I had to look into a website and I think definitely with getting the website together which I built myself because <laughs> I, I couldn't let anybody else do that. So, um, But it's it's definitely opened a whole, a whole new world. I mean, I'm getting orders from all over the country, and I've had some inquiries from uh, Saudi Arabia and Ireland wow. and uh, Australia. So I'm not quite sure how I can ship there yet, but definitely within the United States. Now, no gluten-free products? Do you want to get yet. into that area or not? Maybe at some point. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I've, you know, got this down pat and I've worked out all the kinks of, you know, launching this business. Um, but also, too, you know, with, with wanting to make sure that you do that correctly, you have to make well, sure. Well, there's, there's liability. Exactly. And if you've got flour yeah. in the same kitchen, then yeah. all of a sudden you've got, yeah. uh, you can't yeah. really promise gluten-free. Yeah. And right now, since I am baking out of my kitchen, I just don't have the space to be able yeah. to have a gluten area and a regular area. So until I'm at a point where, um, you know, that makes sense and I can do it safely, I'm Unfortunately. Now, can you do a shortbread cookie, or, or would that I, not work? Is that it's not quite as moist. Um, that's another one that I have on my list of tries yeah. for, you know, definitely, you know, as I've, I've put together a fall sampler for this time in the season, uh, Christmas is fast approaching and I think that, the, you know, shortbread would be a good Christmas cookie. So I'm going to start working with that too and trying to figure out what, what's going to work. I'm thinking like a chocolate peppermint cookie for Nice. Yeah. You know, shortbread has always been my real downfall. Uh, you know, pecan sandies probably, mm-hmm. one of, you, know, you know, just a packaged cookie. Yeah. Pecan sandies. Uh, in fact, um, you know, I can't even buy them because there's, once you open it <laughs> and you know, they have those, the, you know, those, those sleeves, trays, yeah. the sleeves, yeah. right? And you go, well, I'll just open this sleeve and then you, uh, you just get into the next them. sleeve and next thing yeah. you know, you've eaten a whole bag. Yeah. Yeah, but they I, are so good. I do that with a Girl Scout Thin Mints. <laughs> Don't feel too thin afterwards. For sure. Uh, Nicole Citro, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, ColesCookieCompany.com. Mm-hmm. Spell it all out, Coles Cookie company spell yeah. out company yeah. dot com mm-hmm. for more information you can order cookies there and if people uh, in the area want to pick up where are the two pickup points right now i have two spots um one in essex junction and one in south burlington one is my house one is my quote-unquote real job i'm an insurance agent when i'm not baking no so, yeah. nobody wants insurance the way they want cookies <laughs> yeah. so. but you absolutely can come to the office in south burlington it's a place to you are up. a very talented person you Thank you. you know you know what really intrigues me is I know that you know people that are typically you know and I and I'm not putting people down you know the accounting business yeah. or or you know numbers business but typically right. they're not as creative they just kind of think in numbers and, mm-hmm. and and that's the way they think but I do know you uh, as being a very creative person not just with the cookies but yeah. you're also a chalkboard artist yeah I do chalk art 
um, have a couple of places around that I've done menus. And um, like if you go to Green Mountain Smoothie in Essex Junction, that menu is one that I did. Yeah, it's beautiful work. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. So, yeah, in my spare time. I yeah. Think, you know, well, what else that. have you got to do? You know, <laughs> just run a business and, and now you'll be running this business. Coalscookiecompany.com uh, for more information. Coalscookiecompany.com. Always looking for new ideas. You can contact yeah. her there. Uh, Cole's Cookie Company is also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you want to see some of the cookies that she creates and sometimes some of the mishaps that yeah. <laughs> that occur when you're trying to put ingredients together and it, yeah. and they don't go, I'll you can fail. check it out there. Nicole, wonderful to see you today. Thank you. you Thank too. you for the cookies. This is going to be a nice ride back to Colchester <laughs> today. I'll tell you, I got you know, a bunch of cookies to see. And we're going to treat everybody here at WDEV yeah. as well. And uh, Brady Farkas says he'll give you a mention on his oh, sports show uh, later on this afternoon. I didn't bribe him at all. Don't know which cookie he's going to sample, but whichever one he likes, uh, he can have. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to see you again. You look wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for being with me. All right, coming up next, reporter Mike Donahue. Cookie sampling and current events. Straight ahead, Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie. Let's see if we can uh, stump the guest here. <laughs> I know it's not not polite to speak with your mouth full, and it wouldn't be very proper for me to say, Hey, Mike, do you know the name of that song? Uh, it's Abba, and I'm trying to It is Abba, Dancing <laughs> Queen. Yep. Yeah, okay. We're, we're two for two today on Travels with Charlie. My next guest joining me in studio, Mike Donahue. <laughs> newspaper reporter and uh, and cookie sampler today. Now you just tried the the crack cookie. What do you what do you think, Mike? Excellent. Yeah, that, that's that's an eleven on a oh, ten scale. <laughs> yeah, and we got all all different kinds of varieties to try. You're not. I didn't I didn't know if it was a typo. There's, there's no room for any of your other <laughs> stuff. Your notebooks and everything like that. And... <laughs> so when when you said you'd be happy to do the program with me today, and you said should I bring the slim milk? Was that a typo or <laughs> Skim milk, skim, skim milk or slim milk? I, th- I think they're both the same. Well, anyway, let's let's get into some uh, some discussion here today. Your love of journalism, and where does that come from? Because forty five plus years at the Burlington Free Press, you're still writing the Champlain Islander. You're still covering news all over the place. Um, well, I think way way back. My father was the director of uh, sports information and public relations at St. Michael's College. So as a kid, before fax machines, before other things, you used to have to mail the emails or the press releases. You'd either mail them or drop them off. And so my father would often go into the free press and drop off the press releases, stop at WCAX TV, a couple of the radio stations, WJOI. Uh, WVMT, and I don't know, 
I was eight, ten, yeah. you know, and it just got a news bug being in the free press newsroom, the, all the excitement, seeing everybody, the police monitor squawking, uh, the AP bell ringing when news was coming across, and it just had a lot of excitement to it. And well, that I think that that got me a little bit uh, of interest. And then a, a teacher in high school, Rick Marcotte, the school in South Burlington's name for him. Yeah. Um, said, what are you doing with your life? And I said, don't know. And he told me I was going to start writing for the student newspaper, which he was moderating or advising. And so I ended up doing that for a couple of years. And my senior year in high school, I got a job part-time in the free press writing for Don Fillion in the sports department. So you've covered sports and you've covered news. You don't find many reporters that do both. And I think some of it is just a generational thing. As you know, my old partner, Ernie Farrar, said, you know, when he got in the radio business, you did everything. He did sports. He did music. He did talk. Uh, he, you you kind of do it all. It, well, it, 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 it is. And, uh, I mean, I even when I went to the sports department, I always used to say, I'm a news reporter covering news in, in the sports world. Yeah, it's still know. news, I mean, it's right? still yeah. news. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And everything like that. So, I mean, I often looked beyond the game and looked at, you know, what was happening as far as, like, the Vermont Principals Association and and secure things like that. So, Somebody wants to, they're calling yeah. you saying, hey, Mike, you're on the radio. <laughs> I heard you on the radio. <laughs> if you want to talk with Mike, you need to call this number, 244-1777. You don't owe anybody money or anything, no, do you? No. Uh, <laughs> One eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five because you go on live, you know, so you can, you know, embarrass them. Hey, you still owe me five bucks for that bet. One eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. Let's go to Brian and Eden. Brian, what's your question for longtime reporter Mike Donahue? Well, it's not really a question. I just wanted to jog his memory with uh, some old people who used to be reporters, and I know he knows them. And uh, I was thinking of people like Mike Calhoun, Andy Potter, uh, Jeff Nicholson for a little while, you know, just different people who have been in the business back maybe when he first started. I, I just miss you being higher profile, I guess is the main reason I called. I miss you out there. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you talked about a couple of people that were really big in, in radio, like Mike Calhoun, Andy Potter, who later went on to WCAX. Uh, yeah, those those were, you know, people you, you work against, but, you know, you always had deep respect for them and always who could outscoop who, you know, and everything like that. So uh, thank you for calling. Thanks for your call this afternoon, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Mike Donahue, longtime reporter with the Burlington Free Press, still writing for the Champlain Islander as well as posts on Facebook. I see them all the time. You know, Mike, I've known you for many years. I never heard the story about your dad influencing you. And, I, I you know, that was my question because I wanted to know how you were influenced because I, I knew your brother, obviously, John, he was my teacher at Rice High School, and he was the the faculty director for the newspaper at Rice High School. In fact, you know, he also, uh, anything I ever submitted, he always read it because he had to make sure there was, you know, it, it was okay to print. <laughs> you know, that wise guy Papilla, always trying to get something in the paper. Yeah, not going to happen. But um, is your 
you know, whole family uh, involved in, in, in journalism? Uh, well, my older brother, John, who taught at Rice, he did, and he did some advising or, or did uh, academic advising for the student paper at Rice. He also did some uh, music reviews for the free press. My father was a long time, 35 years, did the music reviews, arts for the free press, and my brother got into some of that a little bit. Uh, my sister, Mary Frances, actually went to college over many years with a couple of kids in between. She became a journalist, uh, although she didn't stick with it, and she later went into other work. Uh, my brother, Jim, didn't really ever get into it, as far as I know. Uh, and then I was the baby of the family, so, yeah, there was some. And I, I had an uncle that worked for a paper in Boston and everything. So yeah. it, between teaching and... Uh, journalism that was big in our family. You you also taught at St. Michael's College, journalism department, three decades. Uh, what's changed other than the social media aspect of journalism? And I, maybe there's even more. Fill us in. Well, I mean, I, I mean, a lot has changed. I think just in the media in over the last couple of decades has has just skyrocketed. I mean, if you had told me you know, 20, 25 years ago that stories when I was at the free press were going to be up on something called the web, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank God for Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it just didn't make any sense to me. I mean, we had an 11 o'clock deadline every night to get it into print. Yeah. And sometimes later, if we knew it was coming. And the next fire. morning, it was news. And, you know, that's kind of a, a strange word today because it isn't news it's the minute it happens we hear about it we don't rely on a newspaper the next day yeah and and i think that's what you're seeing a lot more of some of the newspapers have gotten away from the day-to-day nightly coverage of nightly meetings and trying to look long term at what the issue is whether it's environmental whether it's public safety whatever and you know i know like at the free press they don't know always report like the homicides these days, which I hear from people who are a little upset that they don't, but people want to know, is the city of Burlington safe to go to during the daytime or at nighttime yeah. and things like that? That's the bigger issue. And I think a lot of papers tend to look at that issue more than every individual crime. Is print dead, Mike? Uh, not yet. I think the, there's a strong emphasis on the weekly papers. Uh, There's more than three dozen uh, weekly and non-daily papers. Uh, Why are those so successful? You know, I think of, you know, VT Digger. I think of, uh, um, you know, that's a, you know, a a website. Uh, Seven Days is actually, they print um, very, very successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think all of those are, uh, well, excluding Digger for a minute, all of those are long-term newspapers that have been around, some of them, you know, like Woodstock and Randolph and everything, been over 150 years. Uh, They've always been successful. They've always been on the coffee table at home. They sit there because they're weekly. They sit there for a couple of days, and people pick them up and read them at their convenience and everything like that. The Daily, the next one, if you haven't read yesterday's, by the time today's comes, (laughs) 
you may not read it. That's right. And I, you're on to the next day's paper yeah. and everything like that. So, Mike Donahue, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Mike, in, in my opinion, your crime reporting is probably some of the best, if not some of the best. Uh, in fact, you know, beating out print multiple times now uh, with some of your reports and, and oftentimes with details that they miss. You've got a nose for news, I guess. I mean, you know how to sniff it out and to, to find those details that people want to know. Well, and I, th- I, I think, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate the, uh, the words. Uh, I, it may be the experience uh, of having covered these things through the years and everything like that. Um, and just trying to find what the connection is, like in the two homicides that happened in Burlington, South Burlington, just the other night. You know, what is what was the connection and right. everything like that? And, you know, I was able to figure out whether it's somehow connected or not that the girlfriend of the guy shot in Burlington is a sister to the guy shot in South Burlington. And I don't know if that's was part of the reason, but at least that's a yeah. little bit of a thread that we're seeing. We're still not sure exactly yeah. what, what it was. There, There is a belief that the South Burlington one was because of a lewd comment that Mr. Billings made about the child of the suspect. Now, in the rush to get the scoop, you've got to be very careful that you don't write something that later you have to retract. Uh, and, and sometimes that happens. Somebody will they'll jump the gun and they'll say something. Oh, oops, that wasn't right. And maybe you're going on a hunch, but, you know, hunch, you know, I can remember, you know, doing radio with Ernie for years. And, you know, somebody would call in and say something happened and Ernie would say, you know, did you see it? No. Well, we can't put it on the air. <laughs> yeah. That that And that's a big thing. I mean, uh, in the old days, you used to have to have two confirmations or something like that. And the trouble with confirmations is, are they two independent confirmations that you're getting? Not because one person happened to tell two people. Yeah. And those two people now say, <laughs> yeah, I understand that happened. Because origin- it's it's basically back to one person telling you that yeah. may or may not be true or something like that. So. You know, I, I'm pretty careful. Uh, I want to make sure it's it's yeah. accurate and everything like that. And you know, I I posted something before anybody uh, on the on the uh, murder in Burlington that night, and much to the dismay of the Burlington Police Department, I was told later <laughs> that it was out, and <laughs> they finally put a press release out about 45 minutes later, yeah. and everything like that. But you have to be sure, yeah, because there's nothing worse, you know. Well, I think we all re- we- is, the old saying is, you know, you may have been first, but you weren't right. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, what is that? <laughs> That's not great. You know, we all remember the, you know, the old game where you'd whisper something into somebody's ear and then they would uh, go on to the next person. You go 10 people down. And when you get to the end, totally different. Yeah. Totally different. You hear it differently. The, you mentioned, uh, you know, getting facts correct, but also just information and the freedom of information. In fact, Freedom of Information Act, you've been very vocal on that and, and, and working hard to make sure that the, there's things out there that we should know and we should hear about it. You know, 
Well, that, that started early in my career when um, I got a news tip that Governor Salmon was passing out governor's pardons left and right. And I made an inquiry, and sure enough, I was told he had given 40 pardons. And when I asked to see the names of who he had pardoned, uh, the governor's office refused. It was a 21-month battle. And uh, the Vermont Supreme Court eventually said, the records are public. It's an official act of the governor. He's wiping out somebody's criminal record. And when we finally got it, there was uh, close to uh, 275 pardons had actually been given. Wow. Now, he continued to give some pardons during the 21 months and everything like that. But, you know, how do you know what number you know, how did I know the 40 was accurate? You know, mm-hmm. we we have a saying in the news business, when your mother says she loves you, check it out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you know something is true? Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody called up Ernie Farrar, as you yeah. said. Yeah. You know, and said, hey, I understand this happened. And yeah, we had Ernie to check it out. Say, Ernie would say, Okay, we'll check it out. Yeah. And, you know, he'd probably call the police or the fire and Absolutely. the mayor's office and try to confirm it did happen. But just because somebody calls up and says it happened right, doesn't mean it happened. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more conversation with Mike Donahue, a veteran newspaper reporter here in the Burlington area. Uh, also, you know, pretty unusual. Uh, you were inducted into the Vermont Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Uh, no, no, I say that with you are you. You know, us in broadcasting, we always looked up to you. Looked up to you. We really did. Well, thanks. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. That was, that was a shock. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about some current events, what's happening, and whatever's on your mind. We'd love to hear from you. Travels with Charlie, right here on WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.milltravel.com. Welcome back to Travel with Charlie. I think we've been stumped, Stephen. I think you've stumped us. Too busy eating my maple, maple uh, cookie here. You know? Mike's, Mike's eating the 802. Stephen, I don't know. What is this? This, this is, is a breakthrough by Queen. It is Queen. Okay. It a, uh, I thought it was Queen. Like yeah, Queen, where else are you going to hear those uh, those types of uh, melodic uh, harmonies? Welcome back. Travels with Charlie. Mike Donahue, my guest this afternoon, 244-1777, 1-877-291-8255. Questions or comments? We'll talk about some of the current events going on, specifically in the Burlington area. Statewide crime rate, that is up uh, uh, your observations on what's happening with, with uh, the defund the police movement. Uh, two counselors in Burlington have, have also resigned recently. You wonder, you know, that's my, my 
spin on it. Uh, you know, they've had enough and, and they're on their, on their way. 24 gun incidents, although if you count them, they might be differently than that 24. Am I right, Mike? Well, yeah. The other day at the press conference, it was, I was trying to draw the distinction. They've got 24 uh, gun incidents. But I said, well, the case where the police officer shot somebody on Manhattan Drive, is that included in that 24? Well, no, that's a different thing. I said, well. It's a gun incident. It's a gun incident. Yeah. Somebody got shot. Yeah. He said, well, the guy, it's not a crime, but it's st- to me, it was still a shooting incident. And I've since learned, and what I tried to get at is they have a lot of calls where people say shots, I think shots were fired in my neighborhood. Yes. And they can't confirm it, and so that is not included in In fact, that those. was one of them in City Hall Park uh, recently. It was just somebody firing a weapon, right? And and the only reason it moved into the category, I believe, was they found some shell casings, which may or may not have been fired at that time, but they found shell casings in City Hall Park. So it was then classified as one of their gun incidents. Mike, do you shake your head and yell at the TV <laughs> like I do, specifically when I'm watching the White House uh, press conferences? And, and uh, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre just getting away with, there's no follow-up. They'll ask a question. She's great at spin. I mean, that's, you, you, you know, if you're going to give any awards out, she is tremendous with spin. She doesn't answer the question. And they don't do a follow-up. Does that bug you? Yeah, it's, it's bothersome to me, you know, at the national level. It happens somewhat here on the local level. Yeah. The national level, I mean, she's reading out of the book. I, I think she reads more out of that big <laughs> notebook than any other press yeah. person I've ever she seen. She should read it before out. she goes on. You know, yeah, you'd think <laughs> she'd have. But there's there appears to be no follow-up with questions, and, and I think that's one of the criticisms, I think, that is going on with the media today. Yeah. In Vermont, there's been a large turnover rate. There's a lot of younger people coming in. Um, not a criticism of the TV stations, but used, the reporters that came in used to have one or two stations under their belt before they got into this market. Yeah. There seems to be a lot now coming out of college. They might be a little intimidated. You know. Right. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little hard you know, when you're at the governor's press conference or one of his people, Mike Pichek or Dr. Levine or somebody like that, you ask a question and the answer isn't match the question. Mike, so it's I, been great talking with you this afternoon. I wish we had longer, but and we got more cookies to eat. Uh, you know, nobody has to leave, but we got to get out of the way for uh, local news coming up here. Um, uh, thanks again for joining me here today. Uh, I want to mention that uh, you, you and Guy Page, publisher and reporter, did a video, Travels with Charlie video, a while back, uh, filmed at the old Burlington Free Press office, and that's available on WDEVradio.com, the podcast page, if you'd like to see it. Mike, as always, great to see you. Thank you Good. for being here with me today. Good seeing you. Thanks for the Please invite. join me on the next Travels with Charlie coming up on October 24th, a full hour with Andre McCara and Randy Smith of the band 8084. Travels with Charlie, sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne Travel. My theme song is written and performed by Billy Bratcher. Executive producer is Brad Furlan. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels.